Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Ganal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Did you know that the largest market for plastics today is packaging materials and it accounts for nearly half of all the plastic waste generated globally? More than 40% of plastic is used only once and then tossed. Our guest today is the global zero waste lifestyle originator. Her book Zero Waste Home has been translated into over 20 languages and she also consults large corporates like IKEA and countries to address their waste issues. Crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Bea Johnson. Hi there. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Bea, how did your sustainable journey start? Well, it it happened that uh, in 2006, we were living um, out in the suburbs suburbs of San Francisco, and uh, but we had to get into a car to just about anything to go to the grocery stores, schools, restaurants. And we missed the life that we had known in the big cities we had lived in. Uh, We had lived in London, Paris, Amsterdam, where we were used to walking and biking everywhere. So we decided to relocate to a town where we could have amenities within walking or biking. But before finding the right house, rented an apartment for one year, and we only moved in with the necessities. And it's uh, during that year we found that when you live with less, then all of a sudden you have more time, more time to do what's important to you. And it's thanks to that simplicity that we found time to also read books, to watch documentaries on environmental issues. And there what we discovered made my husband and I sad thinking about the future that we as parents were creating for our children. And that's what gave us the motivation to change. So we first watched our energy consumption and our water consumption. And then I started turning towards our trash. And in trying to find ways to reduce it, uh, one day I found the term zero waste, which back then um, it was a term that was used only to describe waste management, um, waste management practices at a CD level. It was also a term used in the manufacturing world, but it was not a term used to describe something you do at home. Uh, but yet it gave me a goal. But there were no books, no blogs, no guide on how to eliminate trash at home. So I had to test a lot of things. We tested a lot of extremes, but over time we found our balance. We found alternatives that we could see ourselves doing in the long run for life. And that's when zero waste became a lifestyle. That sounds amazing. So, so when you, when you actually talk about a zero waste lifestyle, do you then send absolutely nothing to landfill or what exactly does that mean to you? With the manufacturing practices in place, it's not uh, possible today to completely eliminate everything, but you can get pretty darn close to it. Today, uh, our family of four produces just one jar of trash per year. Wow, that is very, very little. I think people produce that probably in an hour. And Bea, 
you also have a very interesting like diagram that I saw in your book of the five R's. How did you come about that? Yeah, so the, you know, in order to achieve a jar of trash per year, there is no secret. I share it all indeed in my book, Zero Waste Home. And uh, in, in the book, I describe um, my methodology of five rules. A lot of people, uh, well, when we got started with Zero Waste, we, we started thinking about the three common R's, which are uh, reduce, reuse, recycle. But we found very quickly that people put way too much emphasis on the third R, the recycle, very little on reuse and even less on reducing, especially in the U.S. And so it's... Um, I realized that in order to reduce trash at home, it was important to actually use those, but in order, so reduce, reuse, recycle. But I also found that no matter how much I reduced, reused, and recycled in order, I still was getting things, or things were still coming into my home. Um, for example, samples, junk mail, um, freebies, uh, business cards. And I found at that time that it was very important to add a first R, which is refusing, refusing the things that we do not need, uh, the things that are handed out to us, and and also adding a last R, uh, rot, at the end to include the system of composting in this uh, in this lifestyle. Yeah, because I think, you know, if you, if you start following that five R's, definitely, I mean, it's had a massive impact in our house. Um, we're not quite yet at um, one jar of trash per year, but we are slowly moving towards that. So yeah, thank you so much for introducing so many people to the five R's. Yeah, you're welcome. And you know, it, this this lifestyle is not a competition. It's a journey. So it's a, you know, it's obviously not overnight that we were able to reduce our, uh, our trash to a jar per year. And I don't expect anyone to be able to do it overnight. Uh, it's a question of finding what works for you, what doesn't. And actually, the hardest part for us in all this was to find a balance, a balance that worked for us, uh, to find alternatives that could, we could stick to in the long run. And that, you know, if you let the zero waste simplify your life and not complicate it, that's when it will become a lifestyle for you. Your book, Zero Waste Home, has been translated in more than 20 languages. Did you think... Yes, 25. Oh, 25 <laughs> now. Wow, congratulations. Did you think 10 years ago that your changes in lifestyle will start a movement? No, of course not. I, uh, I actually, when I told my husband um, I wanted to write a blog to share the solutions we had found to reduce trash at home, he, uh, he warned me and he said, oh, I wouldn't do that. You're going to get, uh, uh, you're going to expose, uh, you know, our lifestyle to mainstream. You're just going to get pounded with criticism. And I didn't listen to him. I still felt that it was interesting to share uh, or it was important to share the solutions that we have found. So if other people were interested in reducing their trash at home, they could do so too. Um, but uh, I never, of course, thought that from there, of course, the movement would grow. Uh, it started with the first the New York Times talked, talked about what we were doing, but they didn't show any pictures on uh, what we look like, what our interior looked like. So people thought that we were hippies living in the woods. And uh, we got a ton of criticism. People said that what we were doing was disgusting 
that it was uh, it was depriving our children from the good life. And with my husband, we laughed at all this criticism because we thought, you know, these people obviously don't know what a zero-waste lifestyle is. It's normal that they, they have this criticism, actually, because they people just didn't know back then what a zero-waste lifestyle meant. Now, of course, throughout the years, we've been able to shatter the misconceptions um, with a lot of uh, we've received a lot of attention from the media, uh, People Magazine or, uh, you know, the Today Show, uh, Sunset Magazine. There's been a lot of articles that have simply allowed us to, to show how we live, what we look like, and to be able to uh, shatter the misconceptions associated with this lifestyle and to show, hey, uh, you don't have to be a hippie to live this way. If you, you can be a hippie if you want to. I mean, there is nothing wrong with that, but you don't have to be one if you don't want to. And uh, the, this lifestyle is not just about the environment. It's also uh, about a living or discovering a cleaner life, a healthier lifestyle. It's about saving a huge amount of money, uh, saving a huge amount of time, and ultimately discovering a life that is based on experiences instead of stuff. And uh, so, so the best thing that the Zero Waste Lifestyle has to offer to you is actually a, base, uh, a life that is based on being instead of having what can people expect when they when they open up your book what what do you want them to to experience well you know i didn't write the book to tell anyone how to live their life this is not the point of my book nor the speeches i give throughout the world it's uh the, the what my goal has been all along is to simply share our journey our lifestyle the solutions that we found if it inspires people great if it doesn't too bad but we are here just to share everything we know about this so that if people want to uh, do the same thing, they can. But uh, So I've organized the book and, uh, well, first in explaining what the, my methodology of the five R's are. I explain it uh, in full detail and then I go also in detail in each room of the house. So starting with the kitchen because this is where uh, the large the largest amount of trash will be generated either in food packaging or even in food waste. Um, and then I move to the bathroom. I also talk about the children, how to entertain, what to do also when you travel, and then how you can take this further. Once you've done, once you're done with doing it in your home, how can you grow the movement further? How can you use your, uh, the, the best of your abilities in order to, uh, to, to, to the benefit of growing this movement? So in my case, I've decided to, uh, you know, be a, a speaker. And so I do this uh, in different parts of the world. But um, other people might organize events or the organize uh, cleanups or uh, start um, a zero waste organization or launch a, um, a, a reusable uh, line of products. So there's a lot of things that uh, that need to be done around zero waste. So I think it's important to use one's abilities to grow that further. Exactly. And you've also started a app, the Bulk Finder. How does that work? Well, so the Bulk Finder is, uh, is an app that's allowed for the, for one thing, it's a web-based app because we could, uh, we could not keep a smartphone app alive, but a web-based app actually worked on the computer and the phone. So it became, uh, actually easier for people to use. Um, and it's, uh, an app that uh, it's a locator that has allowed for the global zero waste community to share all the locations that they discover throughout the world. And, uh, and it also allows you to find the ones uh, that are near you. So, for example, I found actually that um, I have dog food closer, uh, in, uh, closer to me. Uh, sold in bulk than I thought I had. Uh, I, I thought it was 30 minutes away in the past, but I found some that, that are much closer. So 
It's uh, even for me, who knows where my bulk food locations are. I've been able, thanks to the app, to find new ones. Oh, awesome. So people just go onto the app and they say if they bought flour in bulk, then they just add it onto the app. Yeah, or let's say you uh, you adopt a zero-waste lifestyle and you're looking to buy your food in bulk or wine, beer or uh, cleaning products or uh, body hygiene, cosmetic products uh, unpackaged, then you go onto the app, you can enter your uh, location and then we have different categories. You can filter your search, search with categories so you can... Uh, select, uh, let's say, grains or uh, body products, and then it will tell you where uh, those products are near you. Oh, that sounds fantastic. And in how many countries is it currently being used? Well, at the last time we checked, it was, I think, 40 countries, and uh, there are, you know, hundreds of, well, I sh- actually, I shouldn't say hundreds of uh, thousands of people using it. I, I know that there are about 60,000 people that have entered different locations. You have people that just look at the app and you have other people that actually share uh, on the app. So yeah. those are two different things. So it's uh, it's really hard to know how many people are really actually using the app, but I know that a lot of people depend on it. Awesome, cool. So crazy birds, be on the lookout and make sure you update when you do your bulk shopping. What advice would you give our crazy birds today to start them off on a zero waste journey? Well, I would, of course, lead them to my methodology of the five R's. The first rule of a zero waste lifestyle is to refuse. And that means learning to say no to the things that you don't know, that you don't need, sorry, and the things that, you know, were targets of. In this consumer society, where the targets are many, many promotional goods, whether it be a a plastic bag, a business card, a freebie or shampoo samples uh, in hotels. Uh, But every time we accept these things, um, we are creating a demand to make more. Every time we take a a free pen from a conference, for example, it's a way for us to say, oh, uh, please drill more oil from the ground to create a replacement and a replacement will be created. So it's very important to learn to say no on the spot. And in this uh, society, I think sometimes it feels awkward to, to say no, but you just have to find the sentence that works for you. In my case, my refusal sentence is, um, no, thanks, it's very nice of you, but I don't need one. Or, no, thanks, I've simplified my life. Or, no, thanks, I'm a minimalist. My kids are even straighter to the point. They say, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, even uh, learning to not even reach out when someone hands you something. So next time someone hands you something, uh, before you reach out, take a moment and ask yourself, do I really need this? And you'll find that in 99% of the cases, you actually don't. Um, so the second rule of a zero-waste lifestyle uh, is to reduce. And that means letting go of all the stuff that you do not truly really use or need in your home. When you let go, you make it available to your community and it boosts the second-hand market, which is very important for the future of zero-waste. Yeah. Um, so if you're, a, if you're a cook, of course, I would and say start with the kitchen I'll say start with your closet or if you're a fashionista don't start with your closet start maybe with your husband's closet or the kid's <laughs> closet but uh, eventually you can work up to an area that's uh, start with an area that's easy for you and then work it up to an area that's a bit more uh, a bit harder for you and then the, the the third rule of a zero waste lifestyle is 
to reuse. And that means swapping disposables for reusables and buying secondhand if you need to buy something. So you can you can go through your home and uh, see what it is, uh, what are the, the items that you're putting in your trash bin? What are those single-use items and how can you replace them? And there is really a reusable alternative on the market for anything that is disposable, including condoms, FYI. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, you can uh, start by swapping paper towels for rags, uh, swapping tissues for handkerchiefs or feminine products for a menstrual cup. Once you start the menstrual cup, all your regret is not having started earlier. I think there is a huge yes. community of women out there that think that, oh my gosh, it's a genius invention. <laughs> and it's not overnight, of course, that you'll be able to be used to it. It takes a cycle or two to get used to it. But once you do, boy, uh, it's the best. Yeah, um, definitely. And then uh, buying secondhand, if you do need to buy something, that's something that you can, of course, uh, do if you go to shop at charity shops or if you go to the free market. For the things that are super specific, we fall back on eBay. But if we buy on eBay, we make sure to select secondhand in the left-hand column. And then we ask the shipper to only send it to us in paper or carbon. And then the fourth rule of the zero-waste lifestyle is to recycle. But it's to recycle only what you cannot refuse, reduce, or reuse. So at the end of the day, uh, zero-waste is not about recycling more, but less by preventing waste from coming into your home in the first place, which is done with the first three hours. Those three hours are really the ones that allow you to have control over the material, uh, over the item. Once you put it in a bin, uh, in a recycling bin, for example, you have no idea what will happen to it. And so it's out of your control. Uh, so that's why the first three hours are, are more important. And uh, so in, uh, in our case, uh, we used to recycle a lot. Now we recycle way less than before. Uh, what ends up in our recycling bin is uh, the roll of toilet paper or the uh, uh, school papers that have been printed on both sides or uh, the bottle of wine that friends will bring over to our house. We do uh, uh, get our wine bottles refilled, but you know when we have people over, we encourage them to bring a bottle of wine so a nice change from the bulk wine we buy. And then finally, uh, rot. Uh, composting is the last rule of the zero-waste lifestyle. And that means, uh, you know, basically uh, finding a system that works for you for composting. And there is now, you know, with the zero-waste lifestyle uh, movement growing, there are lots of fantastic composting systems that have come up on the market, to great inventions. Um, uh, if you live in an apartment, you have a uh, under-counter electrical composter that uh, doesn't take any, basically uh, takes very little room and uh, can transform the food very quickly. Also for apartment dwellers, there are some that are made to look like a designer piece of furniture, uh, worm composters actually, and others that made uh, into stools. So you could have your whole dining table surrounded with uh, worm composting tools. <laughs> it sounds... Uh, it sounds weird, but actually, if you Google it, you'll see they're actually amazing. They're beautiful. So there is really a, yeah, a system out there. And I, in the book, uh, I give a, um, I lay out a whole, uh, basically all the composting systems out there. And I, uh, basically the, I match you with uh, what your needs are depending on the system. Of course, will depend on the, the amount of people you have in your family, whether you eat meat or you don't, whether you have a pet or you don't, uh, awesome. whether you live in an apartment or in a country, it's all very awesome. different. Also, I wanted to ask you about your wardrobe. Like no matter where you go, you always look amazing, yet you only have a few items in your wardrobe. How do you manage that? Yes, I have a wardrobe of 15 pieces. And that's really because I've, you know, gone through the decluttering process. Uh, you know, that's part of reducing. So um, it's not, of course, overnight that I ended up with 15 pieces of clothing. It took a lot of self-reflection. 
asking myself what is it that I really need, what are the shapes I feel comfortable in, uh, what are the shapes that layer the best, what are the materials that are the most versatile to take me from uh, South Africa to Alaska. And uh, over time, I was able to really find pieces that uh, work great that are uh, and that are also multifunctional. For me, multi multifunctionality is a huge part of our uh, simple minimalist lifestyle. And so I have elected, uh, I have chosen items that are multifunctional and that I can wear lots of different ways for different occasions, different climates and that same wardrobe of 15 pieces, again, will take me from, uh, you know, South Africa to Alaska. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll definitely link that up in the show notes as well. And what benefits have you and your family gained from living a zero waste lifestyle? Well, since we talked about clothing, actually, I can give you one uh, fantastic uh, advantage of uh, having a small wardrobe. When I travel now, uh, I no longer have to ask myself, what should I pack? Because I can pack it all. My whole wardrobe, and as a matter of fact, uh, all of uh, each uh, family member's wardrobe fits in a carry-on. So when we need to go, we can just pack up and go. And even better, if we want to go away for a weekend, a week, a month, we can just pack up our wardrobes and go on vacation while people rent our house and pay for our vacations. So... That sounds uh, but, amazing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that uh, that put aside, um, the the zero waste lifestyle is not just good for the environment. Also, it's uh, you know it's also good for uh, your health because thanks to this lifestyle, you're able to eliminate all toxic products from your life. Uh, for example, we no longer clean with uh, you know the products that people that I used to buy in the store that people typically buy in store. We just clean with white vinegar. When I used to buy mascara from the store, I'd get conjunctivitis twice a year. Since I started making my own mascara, they've completely gone away. So uh, with the zero waste lifestyle, we definitely are way healthier than before. Yes, it's yeah. also the another huge advantage of the financial aspects. Uh, we found that we're saving 40% on our overall budget with this lifestyle. But to me, the best advantage is really the simple life because that's really what allows you to discover a life that is based on on experiences instead of things, a life that is based on being instead of having. And, and to us, that's what makes life richer. What would you say is your most important decision that you have made around Mama Earth? To adopt as your waste lifestyle. What do you mean? <laughs> yes, that's exactly, that's perfect. That, that once, once you choose to do that, then you'll see that everything comes into place. For me, the zero waste lifestyle has connected all the dots. It's really weird. Everything I've, I've grown up with, the values I've grown up with, but also the, uh, the things I learned into, in school or, uh, the fact that I have two children, somehow everything has like come together with the zero waste lifestyle and it's really allowed me to enjoy life more. And I think in the end, isn't that what everyone wants? So yeah, we're going to move into our final five and it's the same questions I ask every guest. So yeah, the first one is what is one social media account that you follow? None. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a social media person. At all. I find that social media complicates life. Letting go of social media really simplifies it. You feel so free when you let go of social media. And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? Uh, of course, it's a society that is based on being instead of having. If Zero Waste has been able to greatly improve our standard of living, I can't even imagine what it would be like if we had a society that was based on being instead of having. I think it would save a lot of problems. And what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to help out Mama Earth? Learn to say no. 
this week, if someone tries to hand you something before you reach it uh, or reach for it, take a moment, think about it. Do you really need it? And then say no. What is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? People only use 20% uh, 20% of their wardrobe. So I think it's a really great number to uh, re- for people to realize that no matter how much stuff you surround yourself with, it's actually you're only using a very small percentage. So don't be afraid to let go of that other 80%. And where can people find you? People can find me on, uh, well, in uh, on my blog, theawaysthome.com, the book, The Always Home. And of course, I am on social media. I do post on social media, but I actually don't use social media. How do I do that? Well, that's a whole secret. Uh, actually, I cover that in the book too. But anyways, I'm on Facebook, on Twitter and Instagram. If you are on social media, check it out. Awesome. I'll definitely link those up. Um, Bea, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your journey with our crazy birds. And thank you for all that you are doing for Mama Earth and all the best with the wonderful things you are working on. And we'll be sure to keep an eye on the blog and your social media. And hopefully some of us can actually see you when you are talking in whichever country um, they are in. Yes. I mean, I have uh, speaking tools in uh coming up in Asia, Canada, Europe. So uh, uh, check out uh, definitely my Facebook event uh, tab. That's where you'll find all the upcoming events. Awesome. And I look forward to connecting with you there. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at mamaearthtalk.com. Follow at Design by Mariska on Instagram or email hello at mamaearthtalk.com. And let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to talk about. I love hearing from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every Monday with a bonus Top Tip Thursday every Thursday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.